The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Maine and Stafford. Find out more at ladynorlands.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Ah yes, VCU's back on the winning track, although they made much harder work of it than the final score will indicate. This is VCU Rams Rewind. Uh, sponsored by Lady Nolans. Get yourself some wonderful Cajun food, especially, especially to celebrate a VCU win, which they absolutely had to have. Uh, do that. Do that any chance you get. Uh, they sponsor this uh, podcast, and we uh, we are good pals with them. So VCU wins, and it was just a weird game. Let's, let's start with the complaints about the television coverage. One, of course, did not get to see the first six minutes. I was listening to the game while I was working today, but I didn't get to see the first six minutes of the game because the uh, game previous ran over, and golly, did it run over. Um, and it's probably a good thing because from what I heard, it was absolutely awful. VCU, of course, were 8 nothing down in the game and played really terribly <laughs> at the start of the game. But then they, but then they started to crank the pressure up and make some plays. And and think of this: so Neil Funk hits a three pointer to give them an eight nothing lead, and I think it's seventeen twenty six to go in the first half. Uh, seventeen fifty to go in the first half. In the next, let me see if I'm going to get this right. In the next twelve minutes and twenty seven seconds, they made one field goal, St. Joseph's. One field goal, and yet, with that and with all the turnovers, which is why I'll be honest, you know, a, a lot of people will, will be talking about, oh, look at what VCU did in points off turners. They got 27 points. Well, the other team turned it over 27 dadgum times. So, to me, 27 points off turnovers isn't much. But with all the turnovers, I think St. Joe's at 16 in the first half. Yes. VCU... You know, got up, got the lead, but they let St. Joe's have a little bit of a run late. Taylor Funk made a bunch of free throws. You know, got fouled on a three-point shot. That was that wasn't very good. You know, Deloach gets the technical foul, um, and he's got to he's got to be smarter than that. Uh, I don't care that he's a young freshman and he gets you know everybody gets emotional in games. It doesn't mean you do something like that because again, if this was a close game, that's the sort of thing that that really gets magnified and bites you on the on the tail. So they end up trailing at the halftime. And by the way, I was a great stick back by Keyshawn Curry right at the end. And and he played a whale of a game considering how, in, how he, he hurt himself on that and then still had a really good second half. But they were down 25-24. And I mean, it, it is the numbers, the, the box score when you look at the first half, it's just abysmal except for, except for the 10 out of 10 from uh, from St. Joe's at the foul line, and all that's Taylor Funk. He's nine for nine in the first half, but it was just—I mean, it was ugly. You know, they 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 were okay in the boards. They were only minus three on the boards in the first half, 
Uh, and and even though they had one less offensive rebound, they were still winning second chance points, and that was that that was something we're really going to celebrate that when we talk about uh, the box score when we get to that box score at the end of the game. But nine to twenty three from the field and fourteen turnovers, and I thought it about Ace Baldwin, but watching it watching it back, it wasn't just Ace Baldwin whose whose brain was going too fast for his body. It looked like the entire team was just they were just trying to do they had two or three things in their mind to do and they were trying to do them all at once and there was just not a lot of composure from any anybody I mean one thing I will highlight and it's going to be interesting to see if this is the way it is going forward but Hassan Ward came off the bench and unfortunately he got in foul trouble but he made a real positive contribution you know, you look at you look at the plus minus. He had the best best plus minus at halftime. He was plus eight in his time on the floor. He got five points, made a free throw. It was really really impactful coming off the bench, and 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 maybe that'll get him right, and then eventually we can put him back as a starter or whatever. But that was one of the only good things about that first half was was how Ward played coming off the bench. And so I think you know I think that's something that at least for the next few games we ought to stick with uh with 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 Hassan Ward but it was really good to see him play well but god that first half I mean to, be, to get 16 turnovers from your opponent and trail at halftime is I mean you you the, the first thing you're thinking is you just you know we're gonna find a way to lose this game because we're not taking advantage we're not we're getting the turnovers but we're not taking advantage of them and we're letting this team that's expected to be you know, down near the bottom of the league, hang right around, and you, and of course, you know, having seen them, you know, thrash Richmond in their conference opener, it's the last thing you want to do is give this team confidence. But let's give VCU credit. Second game in a row where they didn't have a great last segment of the first half, but they came out in the second half, and 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 it was right away. I mean, they you know they get six points in twenty one seconds. A Stockard hook shot, then a Nun steal and a Nun layup, then a Baldwin steal and a Baldwin layup. Bam, 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 and that was something else. That was something to watch. It was something to listen to, and it forced a timeout from from the uh, from the St. Joe's coach Billy Lang. And and the big key is they never trailed again. VCU after that, St. Joe's to their credit recovered. And got the game tied up, and that's the interesting thing. It was funny to listen to the listening to the, to the television coverage as we're call, talking back, and they were talking about how all how it was every time it looks like VCU is going to pull away. St. Joe's would make a play to get back. Well, to me, it wasn't necessarily St. Joe's making a play. It was VCU giving the ball away because of all these turnovers. VCU could not put St. Joe's away. But you know what happened? This game gets tied up. By by Bishop's two free throws at thirty six thirty six with fourteen fifty two left, VCU only turned it over twice the rest of the way, and and I don't care who you're playing, you go nearly a fifteen minute stretch with only two turnovers. That's pretty good, and, and it just shows again. It really is a simple thing. I know this offense has struggled, but the talent is there. You just have to not give possessions away. That means not only not turning it over, but it means working the clock, being patient. And VCU did such a better job of that in the second half. So think of that. 
You know, they end up, I think, with seven turnovers for the half, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that. Looking at the second half number here. Six turnovers in the second half and only two in the last 15 minutes. Seven assists, which, again, is not not a ton. But, again, it's more assists than turnovers, which is the key. And then they shoot 53% in the second half. 53%. And they get to the foul line and make them. 11 of 13 from the foul line. But that's the thing with VCU. They're not a great offense, but if they just take care of the basketball, they can give themselves enough chance to win these games. And that's really what it comes down to. And you look at the second half, a second half where, let's be honest, St. Joe's was still in the game with six minutes left. They were down five with just under six minutes to go, and then VCU pulls away to to a pretty con- comprehensive victory ends up being uh 70 to 54 16 points but it was like vc it didn't feel like it watching the game listening to the game it didn't feel like it and then all of a sudden vcu pulled away but that's why they quit turning the ball over and once they did that they were going to give themselves enough chances one of the other things we've talked about and it and it showed itself again and, and it's just defensively you know, if VCU can get more shots than it's uh, than in their opponent, they're a really good chance. Well, here you go again: ten more field goal attempts than St. than St. Joe's, and even though St. Joe's has a great night at the foul line, twenty three of twenty six, it ends up not making a difference really, uh, because VCU really stifled them in the game: thirteen of forty three from the field, third just just over thirty percent. And and St. Joe's, this this team that shoots a lot of three pointers and makes a fair few, they basically gave up on it, which is something else we've seen this year is that VCU's three point defense doesn't just doesn't just come by reputation. They prove it on the court, with the exception of the Davidson game this year. And St. Joe's only took six of them in the second half. They were two for six. They were they were they just they weren't and this is a team like I said they shoot it a lot and they just they gave up on it they were three for thirteen in the first half so you know after a pretty bad game defensively against Davidson you'd say for for long stretches uh, they they just they they took St Joe's right out of one what they wanted to do and and that's why you know that's how you end up with a team that only makes thirteen field goals in a game and it has twenty seven turnovers which is just Again, if I hadn't listened to it and seen it myself, I wouldn't have believed it. If you're going to criticize VCU, it's the fact that forcing that many turnovers that, A, they didn't get you know 35 or even 40 points off of them, and, B, they didn't win this game by 25 or 30 because that's what you'd expect. Now let's do the, let's do the good things. One, uh, great to see Travion Graham's number retired. If you were in the VCU good and the bad and the ugly group, I, I I posted a video that I imagine anybody that's listened to this podcast has watched tens or hundreds of times since it happened, and that is Travion Graham's dagger three-pointer in Charlottesville against the Wahoos. Uh, you know, what a what a great moment and 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 just amazing. And I I'll never forget get it because I was watching that in Boone, North Carolina, because I hadn't gotten back to Florida yet uh, for the for for the winter, and I was just running around the, the, the doggone living room going crazy. I scared my poor cats half to death. 
So he gets his number retired, and of course, Vince Williams ends up, you know, with 21, team high, perfect from Vince. And Vince, what a great night. 21.7 boards, two assists, and he should have had about three or four more because he was just passing the ball beautifully. Again, really, really terrific from him uh, tonight. So that was great. Keyshawn Curry getting 12 points after he kind of hurt himself at the end of the first half. Uh, he did a heck of a job. I was very pleased with him. Adrian Baldwin, who struggled with turnovers tonight. You know, remember, he had no turnovers against Davidson. Uh, and yeah, he had the two bad shots at the end of the game, but he had seven assists and no turnovers. He had eight turnovers tonight, but he did rally only had two in the second half and had four assists in, and it had four assists in the second half and had seven steals. Of course, VCU had 16 steals, which, again, that's how you get 20, that's how you force 27 turnovers. And he gets 11 points as well. Um, really, I really like Stockard's game tonight and Ward's game tonight. And I just think uh, the two of them, the two of them working like that and with Ward coming off the bench, I think it's going to make it, I think it's a, a doing the rotation that way is going to work up front. You know, Mikel Brown Jones, we've been hard on. He had a couple of nice plays. He even made a three tonight. Uh, I like what he contributed as well. And look, you know, his stat line isn't going to be impressive until you get to the plus minus and you see plus 13 when he was on the floor, which is second only to Adrian Baldwin. And he, again, he only played nine minutes, but that's pretty impressive. So did a lot of good things, did a lot of good things out there tonight. And I was pretty happy with that. And and it was, I mean, even though it, was not that kind of game at all. It was nice to see VCU pull away at the end and just not let St. Joe's hang around and steal it kind of the way they let Davidson do and a few other teams have done this year against them. And I and that's and that's important. And look, you know, people are gonna say it's only St. Joe's. Uh, I I heard it. I was having a conversation with somebody on Facebook while I was, you know, in between uh deliveries saying, oh, we're behind St. Joe's at halftime, and St. Joe's is not very good. Well, Davidson was trailing Fordham fairly deep into the second half today. And they did win Davidson, but they only won by three at Fordham, and you'd expect them to do a lot better than that. They definitely, it was a bit, it was a bit of a letdown game for them after you know playing VCU in, a, in, in what was such a close, tough game in the middle of the week, and, and that definitely showed. Rhode Island, which was the game that was on before VCU on television today, they lose at home to George Washington. You don't expect that, and and they had chances to win that game, and they turned it. You know, they had a big turnover near the end. Doggone uh, Dayton, who's been who's you know played pretty well in this league, just just walloped Saint Bonaventure, held Saint Bonaventure to fifty points and crunched him. They go up to Fairfax to play Mason, and they get beat. So, you know, people got to understand that, that even, even those teams lower in a conference like ours can jump up and bite you on the tail. If you're not on it, if you're a little bit, if you're a little bit, uh, you know, lagging, lagging a little bit or your energy levels aren't there or whatever it is, you know, you have a letdown game. You can, you can, you can get caught. It nearly happened to Davidson. It happened to Dayton. It happened to George Washington. It happened to St. Louis the other night against Massachusetts. And, and of course, the funny thing is they're playing each other again. I assume the one that they're playing tomorrow or Sunday when this will drop 
is the regular schedule one and the other one they were playing because like maybe teams had been postponed or whatever and they wanted to just get the game in. So, you know, this is you, you might not like the performance and it's kind of understandable because, you know, VCU was spinning their wheels for a lot of this game and they and they couldn't put St. Joe's away and couldn't put them away until the last 5 minutes, but they won. And they avoided the bad loss. And yes, you there are some habits you're worried about. Playing too fast, they all did. And they gotta just they all have to do what I've counseled Baldwin to do, but others to do, and that is just sometimes you just gotta take a breath and let the moment breathe and then make a decision. Um, you know, even Vince was a little sped up in this game, but you saw way more often than not, he was taking his time and making the right play. And again, that's how you get 21 points, 7 of 12 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3, 3 of 4 from the foul line. He's just making good shots, making good choices out there. He should have had more than the two assists he had. You know, it was it was really a supreme game from, from, from him. And again, to have 21 on the day that Travion Graham's 21 goes to the rafters is, is kind of cool too. And, and I, I, I enjoyed the, the, uh, the post-game interview on the Rams radio about that and just you know it was just really tremendous and again as i said vince, as i said uh, on the show previously vince williams he is our bannerman he is our captain he is the lead dog in this pack and he does a hell of a job and i just i really enjoy watching and listening to to, to the rams guys call his games uh you know it's just a pleasure it's it's, it's an absolute pleasure and he just and he continues to get better and better and that's one of the things that's going to make VCU a problem uh, for these teams. We just got to turn it. We just, you know, got to find a way to close games out against these big, in these big games when we have the chance. And the good news is we're going to get that chance because I think we've got Davidson next, don't we? Yes, we do. Davidson Wednesday on CBS Sports Network at 830. Uh, So I'll be able to watch that and do all the live stuff normally, which will be fun. So what else? Okay, so VCU dominates points from the turnover, points off turnovers, but in my opinion, 27 points off of 27 turnovers is actually not that impressive or not as good as it could be. Uh, second chance, though, and that's the thing. St. Joe's one of the best rebounding teams in the A-10. They, the TV guys talked about that a lot. VCU ends up winning the rebounding battle. So they were minus three in the first half. They end up plus one. They end up tied on offensive rebounds. And they got way more out of their 11 offensive rebounds than St. Joe's. VCU gets 14 points. St. Joe's gets six. Uh, not surprisingly, fast break points because of all the turnovers and all the live ball turnovers. Uh, VCU made a lot of those, 18 to two. So here we go, winning, winning second chance and winning fast break points and points off turnovers. Three categories that, especially when Baldwin was not playing in the early season, they were really struggling in those three. So to see them win them all convincingly in the same game, you know, that's terrific. Uh, and again, I still think they should have won by a lot more than what they did, but you know, those are the things, those are the things that you hope are trending in the right direction. And, and you need to, and look, they could have had it. They had a bit of a hangover, just like Davidson did from Tuesday. I don't think there's any question about it. When you have the kind of start they had, when you're trailing at halftime, I don't think there's any doubt that that that, that some of that was 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 the Davidson game and and kind of getting over not winning that game when they probably should have. But they they worked through it 
and ended up winning comfortably, didn't have to struggle at the end the way Davidson did, and didn't get beat the way Dayton and Rhode Island did. But as, as the TV announcers point out, and this is true, now the gauntlet portion is here. At Davidson Wednesday, at Richmond Saturday, Dayton at home, Duquesne at home, Rhode Island at home. So again, you know, five, four of those five games are games that could certainly go against them, against teams that, for whatever reason, they've either struck. I mean, David's, we know what the Belk Arena's are right. The Belk Arena has been like for VCU. They've only won there once since Davidson got in the league, and they've gone down there and gotten their head handed to them a few times. Richmond, it's a rivalry. No more needs to be said. Dayton, we've had the Indian sign on them lately, but Dayton's pretty tough. And again, that could have easily beat us that first game. Duquesne, if there's it is a soft touch in this run, that's it. But even still, Duquesne's been kind of a pesky team in this league. And of course, Rhode Island has been a bugaboo team for us the last few years. Hopefully that's not the case anymore. Um, now that all those players that are that were a part of that are gone. But this is this stretch can be a defining one for VCU. They absolutely got to win the game at Davidson. You don't want to be getting swept, even if it's by the team that's the hottest team in the country and all that. You don't want to be getting swept here, especially when you know you should have won the first game. That's 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 what that's the thing. And it's like they got to go down there. They got to do a better job against Brockovich, obviously. But what they cannot do is fall in the trap and and get in that situation where they're collapsing in on Brockovich because they're so worried about him, and you leave one of those damn shooters outside open because that's happened a lot when they've gone down to Davidson. They've got they've they've gone down there and got in a situation where they would fall in the trap repeatedly, and Davidson would keep passing it around the perimeter until they got the open shot they wanted and they'd hit it. And look, you know, even though VCU's one of the best three-point uh, def- defensive teams in the country, Davidson was 8-16 in that game, and they started the game 4-4, four for four, which really put VCU on the back foot. You know, they can't have that this time. And that means if you're going to hedge, if you're going to double team, everybody else, number one, you got to double team in a manner and fashion that makes it difficult for the guy getting double teamed to find the to find the open man that's one and number two everybody's rotations need to be on point they need to be crisp you got to get there and you got to get there right away none of this none of this lollygagging and some of the stuff we saw in that game on Tuesday you got to get after it and and look the Loach Stockard Ward uh you're going to have to do better against Brockovich. You cannot let him just bully you and beat your brains in the way he did in that second half. They did good in the first half, but he had 17 in the second half, and it can't happen again. And to me, there's no reason why it should. I cannot believe that big goof did that to us. It can't happen this time. So I am very much looking forward to Wednesday uh, because I'm not working, so I will be watching the game with you live. That will mean a live uh, video in the good, the bad, the ugly while I record the podcast that will drop Thursday morning. So, and remember that the VCU good, the bad, the ugly. We have a night. We have fun game threads and you know little features that we do in that group. And uh, if you want to watch me talking uh, uh, while I'm doing when I'm recording these things, that's where uh, that's where I do it. Uh, for those of you 
I am wearing a shirt that uh, April Hirsch got uh, sent me that has a Travion Graham on it. It's a Ram Jam, a Ram Jam shirt uh, in honor of Travion Graham. And, and again, what a fabulous player in person. Uh, it was great seeing that on the TV today. Them showing the the thing, the uh, the retire the uh, the uh, jersey retirement ceremony. Great to see him back, and um, it was great to see them. Uh, honor him by winning the game. You don't want to ever lose a game like that when you have a jersey retirement. You don't you don't want to lose that at all. And they didn't, and I'm very glad. So, you know, VCU back on track a little bit again. Gotta win this Davidson game so that you can at least get a split with them and kind of keep them within touching distance. But looking at these other results, they're all that was all big for VCU in terms of, you know, if the, at the very least that top four spot that we've talked about so we can get the double bye to the quarterfinals. So Wednesday, live in face in the in the uh, VCU good, the bad, the ugly group. Going to be watching the game. Can't wait for it. Uh, I know it's been tough down there, but I really do think VCU can go down there and win, that they got to take care of the basketball uh, way better than they did tonight, and they just have to be patient. Work your offense, because that's the other thing. Don't give away possessions with quick shots the way they did way too much against Davidson. Make Davidson defend for 25 to 30 seconds because if you do, it will wear on them shooting-wise. It will wear on them shooting threes, and that is the ticket uh, to, to gumming up that Wildcats offense. So thank you all for listening. Remember our friends, Lady Nolans. Patronize them. Give them your business. Um, tell them that VC Rams Rewind sent you there. Thank you all for listening. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.